Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal, the legendary basketball player from St. John's University, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. And the topic you've selected for our conversation today is the seven sorrows of Mary. And these are particular sufferings that Mary herself endured during her lifetime. And anyone who knows the Stations of the Cross and the Five Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary knows, of course, not only the sufferings of Jesus, but also of Mary. So the devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows was given to us by St. Bridget of Sweden in the 14th century, and we're invited through prayer to console the sorrowful heart of Mary and to unite our sufferings to hers, and by doing so, receive beautiful graces of consolation and strength. Now, Pius VII, the Pope, uh, Pope Pius VII, while exiled in France, meditated on these seven sorrows. And when he was restored to Rome, finally, he made them a feast day of the church back in 1815. And we know that there are many churches today, including here in New York, that are named after Our Lady of Sorrows. So why don't we go through the seven sorrows, Frank? Why don't you start us off with the first? The first sorrow is the prophecy of Simeon, which you read from Luke's gospel. The old man, Simeon, tells Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your heart. So every time for the rest of her life, when she looked at Jesus, she would be reminded of the suffering that he would have to go through. Right. Our prayer is teach us to accept the suffering Jesus sends our way. So we must join our sufferings with Jesus and Mary to save souls. Now, the second sorrow is the flight to Egypt. Now, the angel tells Joseph in a dream, we know, to flee from Bethlehem to Egypt, since Herod is looking for the child and wants to kill him. So with haste, they flee and leave everything behind and travel a great distance to Egypt. It's cold, they're lonely, they're being sought by Herod's men. And that really causes us to reflect on the idea that are we prepared to answer God's call, even when it's inconvenient or difficult? We must be prepared to leave from anything that threatens our life with Christ. Yes. And the third sorrow is the loss of Jesus in the temple. Joseph and Mary perform all their duties in Jerusalem and pack up. And a day later, they realize that Jesus wasn't with them or anyone they knew. So they immediately leave the caravan and head back to find him. I mean, can you imagine the panic? You know of a parent we've we've all done it you lose your kids for for a second and right. you, you know you're a wreck jesus says to his mother don't you know i had to be about my father's business her heart must have been so troubled at the loss of her son and how many times do we feel lost or alone whether in, in our homes in our parish or even in our faith right this is the time we must look for and find jesus we must hold fast and stick to the traditions of our faith no matter who is against us. That's right. Now, the fourth sorrow is the meeting of Jesus and Mary on the road to Calvary. This is the fourth station of the cross, we know. 
Imagine them looking into each other's eyes at that moment. When Jesus has been beaten and scourged, he's carrying the cross. She sees him bleeding and suffering, her son. And now he must see her, must see his own mother suffering with great compassion and pain for her, for him. She loves him. She feels deeply what he is feeling and experiencing. And she loves us, his disciples, when we are broken and sinful and suffering. Yeah, the fifth star sorrow is Mary uh, standing at the foot of the cross. And her martyrdom started at the first sorrow when Simeon saw her at the temple. You know, the we have to remember the blood that she shed, the blood that Jesus shed came from her. You know, she gave birth to the body that hung on that cross. And the saints tell us that she suffered the longest martyrdom of anyone. Her sufferings were worse than all the martyrs combined. When we think of our own sufferings, they're nothing compared to Our Lady's. You know, she's the mother of consolation. And because of her suffering, she has compassion for us when we suffer. So we must always go to her and pray to her when we're suffering. Amen. We don't reflect on that enough when we gaze up at her beautiful no. statue. Now, the sixth sorrow, Jesus is taken down from the cross and placed in her arms. This, is, this scene was depicted, of course, by Michelangelo in the Pietà. And even though, even through that stone image, we can still feel the pain. Uh, her sorrowful embrace of her son's body manifests her perfect acceptance of her son's death and of God's plan for salvation. This deeply sad moment had to take place for God's will to be done. And now at this moment, it is finished. Father Ripperger reflected on this and he said, this may not have been the most beautiful moment on a physical level, but it was the most beautiful moment on a spiritual level in the history of mankind. And then finally, the, the seventh sword is the burial of Jesus. This last sword may be the most difficult because now she has embraced her son for the last time and will never see him again on this earth. Right. St. Bridget, um, she revealed to St. Bridget that two hearts went into that tomb that day. Yeah. Don't forget, she had to go home. You know, with the disciples, they, you know, the disciple John escorted her. But as she walked home, St. Bridget said, anyone who saw her burst out into tears. Her life was a lifelong fiat. You know, yes, be it done according to your will. Yeah. Let us try to console her for the rest of our lives. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Back to St. Bridget, you mentioned you know, this revelation. Our Lady said to her, I gaze upon the children of men to see whether anyone feels compassion for me. And alas, I see but few. Do not forget me. Consider how much I have suffered. And then she revealed to Bridget seven special graces that she would grant to those devoted to her sorrows. She spoke at length about the passion of her son and her own sorrows and made these promises to those who would say seven Hail Marys daily while meditating on her tears and sufferings. It's, it's a chaplet of prayer. I know you referred me to it, the seven sorrows of the rosary. Uh, but her promises were these, I will grant peace to their families. Two, they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Three, I'll console them in their pains, and I will accompany them in their work. Four, I will give them as much as they ask for, as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine son or the sanctification of their souls. I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. And number six, listen to this one. I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. And seven, I have obtained this grace from my divine son 
that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and dolors will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness, since all their sins will be forgiven, and my son will be their eternal consolation and joy. Now, Frank, where do we learn about this this prayer? Since I read about it and learned more about the seven sorrows, it's actually said on a seven sorrows rosary. Okay, and you can get it. You can get the road. You can get a seven sorrows rosary anywhere. And I just was so the the seven promises made such an impression on me that I'm now saying the seven sorrows rosary um, every day. And I think that the the reason why I picked the topic was because I think it's so important for everybody to know about it. And the more that it can be promoted, uh, I think the better off we'll all be. Absolutely. And the prayer that's folded into this rosary is, I grieve for you, O Mary most sorrowful, for the pangs and wounds that wrenched your most compassionate and loving heart at the suffering of your son. Dear Mother, by your own immaculate heart, Obtain for me the virtues of humility, generosity, and fraternal charity, both now and forever. Amen. Beautiful. Pretty good, right, Frank? Yeah, you couldn't say it better. I I love it. uh, Folks, don't forget to like us, and please follow us, and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deke.